What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Alright, we kick things off here today with uh, possibly a cover song you might not have heard before. I'm going to go with that because that was taken from the re-release of Halford's Live Insurrection album. Uh, So yeah, like if you followed Rob Halford's solo career once he kind of made his quote-unquote metal comeback in the early 2000s with the album Resurrection, he did do Live Insurrection about a year or so after that, which was, I think, a gig at a Rock in Rio or just in Rio, per se. But that came out as a, a double CD. And then later on, when he reissued his whole solo catalog out himself, once again, his fight stuff and his Halford stuff, he actually added some extra tracks to all of his releases to kind of, you know, entice fans to rebuy them or however. And for Live Insurrection, Halford included this cover of The Scorpion's Blackout, which was not on the original release. So in case you bought the original and you didn't buy the reissue, maybe you hadn't heard that yet. But yes, that was Halford doing the Scorpions classic Blackout. And as an added bonus, Rudolf Schenker of the Scorpions, of course, appearing there on guest lead guitar along with the Mighty Halford Band. So yes, welcome to Rock Strikes 10. You have entered the world of 2001. I am getting this done before the end of the year here, uh, before it's just past the 20-year mark of the year 2001. We're going to celebrate it with a lot of odds and ends, and then somewhere along the lines, we're going to do the top albums of 2001. going to try to get these shows out all within like a week, two tops, but just so you know, it's important for me to let you people know this, that I have recorded these episodes prior to the ball dropping into 2022. Because, yes, it is 20 years since the year 2001, and there was a lot of great music out in 2001. I'm going to celebrate it all here. Tons of odds and ends to get to, so I'm probably going to do a lot of double shots on these next three episodes. Yes, we do have 30 odds and ends from 30 different things, basically. If you are a new listener, I'll explain it very briefly here. Longtime friends know what's going on. The odds and ends are songs that appear on live albums, like what you just heard at the top of the show there single-only releases, EP releases, cover albums, tribute albums, there is a difference. Uh, You know, just anything else that's basically not going to make it on the year-end lists whenever those things come out. Okay, you got it? Okay, let's move on here. Here's another case of an odd and end. So when a Best Of comes out and there's a new song on it, then that new song is definitely an odd and end. And since I kicked off the show with Halford, actually Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden, who had just gotten back into Maine at that point in the early 2000s, he made a guest appearance on that Live Insurrection album because he came in with the duet that they did on the Halford Resurrection album, the one you love to hate. They did it live there on that record. So it was really cool to hear Bruce show up as well, in addition to Rudolph Schenker. So yes, Bruce Dickinson put out a very best of Bruce Dickinson in 2001, which basically, you know, in a sense, closed the chapter on his solo career. I don't think anybody thought that Bruce was going to go back and do solo records after he rejoined Iron Maiden in 1999. He actually did do another one a few years after. But this was a nice little, you know, like I said, closing the chapter on his solo career. All albums that he did as a solo artist, even the Tattooed Millionaire album, they're all represented on the very best of. There was a whole bonus disc of, you know, B-sides, rarities, import single things, 
you know, basically odds and ends. So I, I was big on that. And, you know, the best of, the one disc stands on its own as well. There are two new songs that appear on the very best of Bruce Dickinson. I think I've played one of those already. So I'm going to play the other one because they're both really good, strong tracks. So here you go. The other new studio track from the very best of Bruce Dickinson. Check out this one right here. This is great. This is Silver Wings.
Hard to kick off a show better than with two metal icons right there. We kicked off with Halford, and then we continued on with Bruce Dickinson right there. That was Silver Wings from the very best of Bruce Dickinson, one of those Sanctuary Metalist releases from the early 2000s. Man, what a great job that label did for metal, keeping the flame going in the early 2000s. Very appreciative of Sanctuary Metal is, and, you know, like Spitfire and stuff like that. Really just doing great work right there. I bought so many CDs with those emblems on it, so, you know, always a sign of good quality there for sure. All right, continuing on here, these next two songs are going to be not as well-known artists, probably very little-known artists, just to be fair, but it's nice to shine a spotlight on stuff like this as well, a nice little snapshot of the year 2001. This is a tale of a band that should have been, There were always, you know, apparently big plans for this band. And, you know, they were moving and shaking there for a little bit, and then it just never happened. But that happens more often than not in the music business. Show business is very cruel. But yes, one of the victims of that was a band from Texas called Pure Rubbish. And, you know, they were getting a good look for a while there in the early 2000s. They made it on OzFest. I think they got signed uh, to, like, Ozzy's Vandy label, like the Divine Hat or something like that. And... I think they were actually the band on Kelly Osbourne's album, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But yeah, they were, you know, just a little trashy, hard rock, you know, band. A little trash punk, a little trash metal, stuff like that. And I I liked them. So there was some hope there that they were going to make it in the early 2000s. Like I said, it didn't happen. Uh, But, you know, they even have an album that they basically recorded that never came out. So apparently this is one of those tracks from that record. I got this off of a sampler, like, years ago. So this was, you know, a song from an album that was supposed to be released that never really happened. So here you go. This is Pure Rubbish and their song right here called Kiss of Death. Enjoy.
a guy like me that likes a lot of European garage rock bands and East Coast, you know, punky trash bands right there, I, I, I dig that sound right there. But that was Pure Rubbish with Kiss of Death from their unreleased album from 2001. <laughs> All right, moving on to another not very well-known band, but a really killer band, a band that did put out uh, quite a few records here and there over the last couple of decades is a garage rock band from Detroit called the Dirt Bombs. Actually, I guess garage rock is kind of limiting. They are like garage rock and soul. They are equal amounts punk and equal amounts classic soul music right here. And uh, what better place to come from than Detroit really hits on both things very equally. And very few bands can pull this off, which is another reason why I became a big Black Joe Lewis fan here about, you know, 15 years ago. But yeah, this band, The Dirt Bombs out of Detroit, killer, killer band. I was going to put this album on the, you know, albums list for 2001, but the album is predominantly covers. So I couldn't really do it. I didn't think it was fair because all these, you know, all the songs are great, you know, the cover songs and they're, you know, not super well-known songs. So I might've been able to sneak it in for a lot of people, but you know, I just, I couldn't do it. I had to keep that integrity, you know, on the list, but you should definitely check out the Dirt Bombs. And here they are covering one of my all-time favorite songs ever. So I couldn't not include this song here on the odds and ends at least. So here you go. This is the Dirt Bombs doing their version of the Sly and the Family Stone classic, Underdog. Turn it up. But they won't let you forget that you're the underdog And it's got to be twice as good Yeah, yeah Even if you never rise They get uptight if you get too bright Cause you might be thinking too much Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what it feels when you know for real But every other time You get a raw deal Yeah, yeah I'm the underdog I'm the underdog I'm the underdog. I 
the 2001 release ultra glide and black that was the dirt bombs with their version of sly and the family stones underdog great great stuff right there yeah if i was including odds and ends records on the album you know list this thing definitely would have done very well go check this record out one original song on there your love belongs under a rock really cool track right there and there's all these killer covers curtis mayfield stevie wonder oj's that kind of stuff marvin gay the list goes on but yes Go check out some dirt bombs. So I was talking about best ofs earlier as it pertains to the odds and ends. And The Cure, uh, a band I don't play a ton of on Rock Strikes 10. But, you know, I, I put them in the category of I'm a best of fan. So you, you have those bands where you're not like, you know, all in with them. And, you know, maybe they just have a big intimidating catalog or maybe you just like the hits. There are bands like that. The Cure is one of those bands for me. I don't mean any offense by that. That's just the way I am with them. I like the singles. And they put out a Greatest Hits album in 2001, simply called Greatest Hits. But if you bought the original pressing of this CD, it came with an entire bonus disc with the same songs in the same order, but recorded live and acoustic in the studio. What a cool idea. A little bonus live album, basically. Bonus in-studio live. And so, yeah, I think that's really cool. So even the new songs, there were like three new songs on the album, and they still cut them live, acoustic, in the studio, along with the other greatest hits. So it's kind of a double odd and end right here. (laughs) Doubling down on the odds and ends. So I'm going to play you one of the new songs, but from the acoustic disc. So here you go. Here's The Cure with a new song they had in 2001. Live acoustic. And the song is called Cut Here. So we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow. And you look at me and I understand, yeah, it's a look I used to know. Three long years and your favorite man, is that any way to say hello and you hold me? Like you'll never let me go Like you'll never let me go Oh come on and have a drink with me Sit down and talk a while Oh I wish I could and I will But now I just don't have the time Over my shoulder as I walk away I see you give that look goodbye I still see that look in your eye So dis- 
Legendary Cure right there with Cut Here, a new song, but performed live and acoustic in the studio. If you want to check out the studio version of that, a produced studio version of that, then that's just on the regular Greatest Hits disc. Or, you know, like I said, if you're a fan, seek out that extra bonus disc. I believe, actually, the acoustic album was put out on vinyl for the first time during one of the Record Store Day releases. But, uh, you know, if I ever come across that, I'll definitely pick it up. All right, moving on here to one of my favorite rock bands of the last couple of decades. If you are a fan of pure rock and roll and you don't know the helicopters, then you've been doing it wrong. Helicopters, as in hella good, yes, and they are. Band from Sweden, that's my strength right there. They put out one lone new song that I could find in 2001, had to put them in here. But yes, this is from a single release, so why waste time? Here's a helicopter song I was not aware of until I started doing this retrospective, so yeah, I don't know everything. Nice to find a new old song right here. Here is the great helicopters with Have Mercy on the Children. (laughs) 
right, the helicopters right there with their new song from 2001, Have Mercy on the Children. So excited the helicopters are doing things again. It's like they'll be playing some shows, fingers crossed, in 2022. Maybe putting out a full-length record. As of this recording, there is a brand new studio song out there to enjoy. So yes, get back into the helicopters or get into them for the first time ever. You got a ton of great records to check out. Get into it. All right. So, you know, hey, I will admit something right here. This is from a release that I did not give a chance to in 2001. I'm a decent enough fan of this band. Uh, You know, through their career, I was definitely an observer. I bought a few records here and there. Uh, But as of 2001, I definitely wasn't interested enough to check this record out. Plus, I thought it wasn't going to be very good. Listening to this album for the first time this year in 2021, man... I've been missing out. This is a damn good record, and here's my reasons for not checking this out. So, this is from an odd and end release from Warrant, and, you know, it's called Under the Influence, so naturally it is a covers album. And not that I'm not a fan of covers, but I guess it was just, you know, I just, I don't know, I definitely wasn't too cool for Warrant at this point, because I've never been cool, but, you know, I think maybe it might have been one of those that was on, like, Deadline Cleopatra, and I thought it was going to be, like, you know, those remix covers, you know, like that kind of bullshit. So I never gave this a shot, but damn, man, I should have. This is a really fun, enjoyable covers album, and they don't just pick the obvious songs. I mean, yeah, there's a couple of obvious ones on there. They do Toys in the Attic, Surrender, Come and Get It, that kind of stuff, Hair of the Dog. But the other side of it, man, they do some good deep cuts on here. Hollywood Down Your Luck, you know, the uh, the Thin Lizzy song. Tie Your Mother Down, not an obvious Queen song. A nice jam right there. Even Suffragette City is not an obvious song. Going real deep with Down Payment Blues by ACDC off the Great Powerage record. But, you know, and, and man, there's two new songs on here that are actually damn good too. Subhuman and Face. I, The last Janie Lane songs, I think, for Warrant. And man, they're actually good songs. I was going to play one of the new songs, but I got to go with this one right here on principle. They covered one of my favorite artists of all time and did a damn good version of it on top of it. So here you go. Here's Warrant doing a Michael Monroe cover right here. Uh, This is probably the one Michael Monroe song solo wise that people would know because it had a decent sort of push when it was out. But here you go. Here's Warrant doing a great job with Michael Monroe's Dead, Jail, or Rock and Roll. I'm 
Warrant right there doing a really cool, fun version of Michael Monroe's Dead Jailer Rock and Roll. You can find the original version of that on Michael Monroe's debut solo album, Not Faking It. Or you can check out the Under the Influence album by Warrant right there. Like I said, there's some cool tracks on there. I recommend. All right. So here's another cover that I've never heard before prior to doing this list. And the album itself that this is kind of originally from definitely did not make the cut for the album's list. But I'm playing this particular track because it is an odd and end technically. Because it's a bonus track off of a foreign release, like a a European or Japanese bonus track right here. So I think it counts. Because you can't buy this version in the States and a lot of other territories. So I'm going to go with it right here. Plus, it's a weird-ass cover just because it's so random. It's not a super popular song, but sung by a popular singer. Uh, I love the original version. I'm still kind of like, I don't know what to make of this cover, but I just want to include it right here because I just feel the need to share it with you for some reason. So (laughs) here you go. Uh, Here's a bonus track from the Human album by Rod Stewart. And I don't play a ton of Rod in here, but I like Rod. You know, of course, especially his old stuff. And all the way up to, I go with, like, People Get Ready and Love Touch. I even like those songs. But, uh, yeah, in 2001, Rod covered one of my all-time favorite Prince songs. Yeah, and it's not an obvious one. So here you go. Here's Rod Stewart doing one of the fun old Randy Prince songs right here. This is Peach.
You can't beat the original, but that's pretty cool. And I do believe that's actually Slash on lead guitar right there because he's credited as playing on this record along with like Mark Knopfler and Jesse Johnson. Like, yeah, who'd they ever beat? Uh, but yeah, that's got to be Slash or a really good impersonation of him right there. But that was Princess Peach. The original version of that was one of the new odds and ends tracks on Prince's The Hits and the B-Sides. And it was released as a single, although obviously because of the uh, dirty nature of it, it didn't do great on radio or on MTV ever. Uh, but yeah, one of my favorites right there. So yeah, that, you know, it's a fun version. I like that even more now, you know, on the repeated listens. So if you need it, let me know. I'll send it to you. Uh, I'll, I'll get around to all the stuff I'm sending to people. I'm sorry that I haven't done that. But yeah, okay, moving on here. Here's another cover you might not be aware of, but it has an interesting history right here. So here's a little history lesson right here. No Wikipedia right here. Uh, so producer Keith Forsey, he did a lot of cool stuff, especially in the 80s. Uh, he was involved in some of the early Billy Idol solo stuff. Like, he, you know, he definitely helped out a lot on Rebel Yell and stuff like that. So, yeah, just that alone right there will uh, put you in the Hall of Fame in my book right here. But uh, Keith Forsey had a track that was floating around that he wanted Billy Idol to record for a soundtrack. And Billy heard the song and he's like, ah, you know, and so he didn't hear anything in it. So he didn't do it. So Keith Forsey, also friends with Simple Minds, gave it to them and they weren't thrilled about it, but they went ahead and said that they would record it because it was a good opportunity for him. And it wound up being their biggest hit. Of course, a song that was in the Breakfast Club soundtrack and, you know, an iconic song, Don't You Forget About Me. Now, of course, I'm sure Billy might have been like, damn, you know, I missed out on that. It, not as much of a damn as like, you know, whenever Hulk Hogan passed on the George Foreman grill, but probably a pretty decent damn right there. Uh, but Billy trying to make up for lost times right here on his 2001 Greatest Hits album, which is a very quality Greatest Hits. I recommend it. He's got a handful of them out there, but this one's pretty good for a single disc especially. Uh, but yeah, Billy went in and cut his own version of Don't You Forget About Me as kind of one of the new bonus tracks to entice you to buy it along with a few other bonus tracks. So here you go. Uh, this production didn't even sound great then, and it doesn't sound great now, but just kind of the bit of Billy singing this song kind of carries it. But I understand, the production's not great. But here you go, just so you could say you heard it. Here's Billy Idol with his version of Don't You Forget About Me.
I'm a fan. I love Billy Idol. He's an icon. Don't you forget about me. His version right there from 2001. Hope you enjoyed that at least. It's good enough. Like I said, that would have benefited a lot more with better production. A little more classic sound, but you know, what do you want? His newer records sound better than that at least, which is nice. Okay, moving on here. Here is something that's not really much of a thing anymore. I was actually talking about this with Nola the other day. And just, you know, boring her with some music factoids. But, you know, like the lone new studio song on a live album, that's definitely something that really doesn't exist that much anymore. Especially like in the early 80s where there were a handful of songs that actually became big hits being the lone studio song off of a live album. Love is a Battlefield comes to mind. And there's another one that I'm forgetting about, which is the song that actually spurned the conversation. But I can't think of it right now for the life of me. Anyway, I'll get it at some point. But yes... The lone studio track on a live album. There's one of those here in 2001 that I could find. And actually a pretty cool live record. A lot of people didn't give this one a shot, I don't think, because people don't talk about it. But Bon Jovi's live album that came out in 2001 called One Wild Night Live or something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. But it probably suffers from the fact that it's not like the same show. A lot of people don't like, you know, the compilation live albums. There's not really one that's truly well-loved, you know, that I can think of. 
Uh, there's a, you know, especially like you got to be at least from the same tour when you do that live album. But this Bon Jovi live album is literally from their entire career up until that point. There's stuff all the way from like 84 up until 2000. So that probably threw some people off. I don't know. But I, I think they're really great performances for the most part. Like 90% of the stuff on there is really good. I especially loved hearing like Runaway and, you know, even like stuff like You Give Love a Bad Name kind of gets cool new life on this record. So I think it's cool. Check it out. But I'm going to do the double down odd and end right here. Here is the new studio track from the live album. And this is a souped up revamped version of a song that they had just released a year prior. I guess they weren't happy with the original. I don't, I don't know. It was fine by me. But uh, so here you go. <laughs> Here's the amped up 2001 version of the song that originally appeared on the album Crush. A uh, pretty cool upbeat track right here in true Bon Jovi, you know, hard pop form right here. This is One Wild Night. <laughs> Yeah. 
Closing off the show here tonight in the first volume of the Odds and Ends of 2001. That was One Wild Night 2001 by Bon Jovi right there. My Bon Jovi fandom pretty much ends right after this. I like a couple of songs off of Bounce and a couple of songs off Have a Nice Day, but I was pretty much done with them after this. I do regret not seeing them on the Crush Tour in 2000. I should have gone to that damn show. Man, I'm really kicking myself in the butt for not going to that because I I never saw them, and at this point I never will because... Yeah, John just doesn't really have it anymore. I hate to say that, but I just don't think he does. Anyway, seems like a really cool, nice guy. Anyway, yeah, also, Richie's not there. It's just it's just not the same anymore. But okay. Yeah, ending on a down note. Sorry. But yes, I do hope you've enjoyed this episode and the volume one of the Odds and Ends of 2001. We'll be back with volume two and then one more after that before we get to the top albums of 2001. Join me, won't you? So yes, until then, stay tuned for the plugs from my better half, Nola. And, of course, the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens, Ruby and Ripley, get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Streakel of Talking Metal and the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRusa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRusa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.